Should we do a podcast here? <sighs> we should do a podcast here. Okay. Hey, it's time. Tyler, what time is it? It's time. To did it did it. Whoa, shit. Every time. Y'all move. Tyler, what time is it? It's time to pop up pop up pop up podcast. I did it that time. I did not fuck up the intro. Except <laughs> now, when I call out how I fucked up the intro last time. Uh, it's You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week, we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 9, Duel with a Ghoul. Jimmy, guess what? Chicken butt. But also what? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, it's our 10th episode. Hey! Hey, we did it! That's Ten surprising. Episodes. Uh, I know I, I always get confused cause we did an episode for the movie. So the episode that we're on for the podcast is going to be one after the episode of the show. That's not going to get weird. Not weird at all. I, I don't know how we're going to get around that anyway. Uh, yeah. Happy 10 episodes. We've officially survived this long. And, uh, as a reward, this episode's going to be real bad. <laughs> uh, I'm excited, though. Are you excited? I'm excited, yeah. Good. Oh, okay. That was, sure. That was convincing. Sure. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, that's all I had as far as the intro goes. Okay. So, uh, it's, it's time, time for news. Do you have news? I do have news. I have a, I have a little bit of news. Uh, first off, I want to start off with a happy birthday uh, to our good friend, uh, Tristan Taylor, uh, character really? of the show. Uh, Tristan's birthday, according to Yu-Gi-Oh.com slash characters slash Tristan hyphen Taylor, uh, is 419. So it was just a few days ago. Uh, one day before 420. Nice, nice, nice. Um, Tristan, uh, I'll read his, his bio here on Yu-Gi-Oh.com. Uh, he has an 11th grade education. His astrological sign is Aries. And his favorite food is fried Japanese pancakes. Uh... And I cannot wow, so much picture, information about Tristan Taylor. I cannot picture what a fried Japanese pancake looks up some or uh, looks like. So I'm looking it up right now. Oh my god, this looks amazing. This looks oh like yeah, a Japanese it's like, pizza. It's not like a, a pancake pancake like you would I would think of. It's very much a uh, more savory dish. Yeah, so it I mean it kind of just does look like a pizza but like Oh, in, it's okonomiyaki. But you make it out of like a like almost Egg like a potato pancake. Yeah. This one's Japanese pancakes that I found. Anyway, that's Tristan's favorite food. Uh, so happy birthday, Tristan Taylor. Uh, have no idea how old he is now, um, but I'm assuming that he had an 11th grade education in 1998. So yeah. Whatever the math is on that. I don't know. He's like 30. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So everyone's favorite uh, uh, useless uh, character. Um, now I will say Duel Links did have a Tristan based event a few weeks back where the famous Tristan event, yes. uh, he, uh, would join the game and, and it did that whole thing when you logged in where it goes, legendary duelist has arrived and then it's Tristan and he goes, what? I'm a legendary duelist. <laughs> that uh, was my reaction too. Okay. <laughs> um, sure. But then there's a glitch and there's hundreds of Tristans that just like scattered throughout the world. And as soon as you tap on them, you don't even duel Tristan. It's just like automatically assumed that you beat him. So it just shows <laughs> the losing animation and that like clone disappears until you defeat all of them. 
Can you uh, catch all Tristans? That's kind of what it felt like, yeah. Tristan, got to catch them all. Uh, but there was a really cool card back that you got out of it that was just a bunch of like chibi Tristan illustrations. Um, so that was kind of fun. Sure, that's, that's, I, that's what let's I used go with right that. Now. That's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, uh, besides that, the only real news that I had is that I, I've kind of been revisiting the Yu-Gi-Oh website, uh, just yugioh.com, no hyphens or anything. Uh, there are a lot of really cool resources on here that I wanted to tell people about. Most notably, uh, you can actually watch a lot of the show uh, from the website directly for free, which I, I wasn't expecting. Uh, you can watch all of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! All five seasons of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! Wow. Uh, yeah, right? Uh, you can also watch all of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, all of Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, all of Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel. Sorry, how many Ds? Five. Five of them. Oh, shit. Five Ds. Uh, and you can also watch, uh, I think, 5Ds and Zexel in uh, the original Japanese with English subtitles, which is really cool. Um, from there, also, they've got a link to the uh, the simulcast uh, Vrains streams uh, on Crunchyroll. Vrains. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Still laughing about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so if you want to watch Vrains, uh, they've got a link to the Crunchyroll thing there. Uh, they also have some cool, like there's a monster ranker thing that I haven't done yet. Cause you need to sign in with Facebook and that would require signing up for Facebook again. And I'm, Zuckerberg will I'm, know which I'm just not ready for that right now. Which, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card is your favorite. Yeah. Uh, they've got, uh, all the character bios from all the series. Uh, they have cards. So there's a card database, like I was talking about last week. Uh, and it looks like they do, a, I think a card of the week thing, kind of like we started uh, they have their own news thing, which is updated fairly infrequently, uh, but they do have a thing about the new Yu-Gi-Oh shirts that they have available. They have a little shop that you can buy, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh branded shit from. Uh, and I got to say, some of the t-shirts are actually pretty rad. Like, I'm pretty into a couple of these. There's one that's like a simplistic Millennium Items illustration. Uh, there's one that's like a schematic of a dual disc. Um, there's one that's a Yu-Gi-Oh dueling team established 1996. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm into it. I, I really enjoy what they're doing with the official website. Yeah. That's uh, a lot more than a lot of animes get. Yeah. Uh, also, and I just now realized this, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links, I learned thanks to the website is available on Steam. So I'm definitely like in the process of downloading Steam right now onto my computer. Just, just li- for I literally watch him install Steam just so he can get <laughs> Duel Links on his, on his new laptop. Hey, you know what? Don't knock it. <laughs> This computer can't do much. I know that, but it can play Duel Links. It can play a card game. Uh, So I'm excited for that. Um, So, Jimmy, you are done with uh, at least season zero of the manga, right? Yes. Uh, But you've been watching the anime based on that? Yeah, I I was able to find it online, and um, I haven't found the rest of the manga yet, so I haven't been getting into that. But um, I did watch the... The first episode where they actually introduced dual monsters for the first time, oh. the original anime, and it um, it's actually been very much similar to what we've been seeing here on uh, whatever it's called, Dual Island, whatever Duelist Kingdom, Duelist Kingdom. Thank you. Where um, in this episode he's fighting Kaiba, mm-hmm. who has green hair for some reason and looks like a corpse. Right. Um, yeah, the animation's a little wonky there but um when they play dual monsters uh the whole game board that they play on is actually it has different uh zones like uh terrain areas in it it's more like a miniature 
like a like a terrain like you would play D&D or something on and there's it's like divvied up into a grid and so where you place your card gives your cards that sort of power that we've been seeing oh, in the episodes. Oh, that's much better. Wouldn't that be a much more interesting way <laughs> to play so the game? Much more interesting <laughs> than having to actually go out into the world and have like a special uh holographic stadium set up there. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool though. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, well, that's neat. Also, another interesting note was Yugi's voice. Because here in this anime, mm-hmm. in the English dub, you know, he's he's like a little little kid voice, but, you know, still like a high school voice. And then he becomes a pharaoh, and his voice gets just a little deeper. And you're like, oh, stealing is wrong, Mokuba. Right. Uh, this anime is very different because he sounds like an elementary school girl. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, eh, that's kind of obnoxious. And then I, I kept watching, and then the pharaoh came out. Uh-huh. And I was like, uh-oh. Why does the pharaoh sound so sexy? Oh, no. And I looked it up, and the voice actress uh-huh. for Yugi is actually has done both uh, Yugi and the pharaoh. See... So okay, so like a woman playing a, a male child isn't uncommon. Like no. you see that a lot with like like Nickelodeon shows, especially. Yeah, yeah. And because I, mean, I don't know, it makes sense. Uh, but that's that's interesting. And like Ash in Pokemon is right. played by a woman, sure. And he, he just sounds like a kid. Yeah. But um, this woman is a good voice actress. I'll give her that. But she doesn't sound like a boy. Like mm-hmm. all the other voice actors sound like. Japanese high school kids. Sure. But this woman either sounds like a tiny young girl uh-huh. for Yugi, which is kind of appropriate because he's like three feet tall. Yeah, he's like a wimpy little kid. Yeah. Sure. But then he get she gets this like this almost sultry kind of husky Scarlett Johansson kind of vibe whenever the, the Pharaoh is talking, which is a little unsettling. I mean I mm, I mean is it? I can't. Okay, I'll have to. See, kinda, see, I'll, I'll have to show you an episode. Yeah, I'll have to watch this before I, I pass judgment because that could either be really unsettling because, like, I'm expecting a very different voice for the Pharaoh. Yes, you're expecting this voice. Right. Or I'm going to find myself, like, being more attracted to the Pharaoh, which I don't. <laughs> Again, I don't know how I'll feel about. Um, but yeah, I'll have to watch that. That sounds really interesting. That's cool, though. Like, I, I definitely appreciate when they do that. Like, I. I think they do it for the English version too, but when they keep the same voice actor for like the two different uh, aspects aspects of, of Yugi, yeah, for lack of a better word, um, I, I appreciate that. I, I I'm glad that they didn't just like switch from the voice voice actress playing Yugi to like some like gruff voiced man to play the Pharaoh. Um, I actually huh. looked up the voice actress. Her name is Megumi Ogata. Okay. And she's actually been in a shit ton of things. She was in Sailor Moon. She w- she played Sailor Uranus. Um, she was in Neon Genesis Evangelion. She was in Bleach, uh, oh. Cardcaptor Sakura, all kinds of things. And she's also uh, a pretty accomplished singer as well. Wow. And she, she's got a, a, a filmography and a discography a mile long. She's in video games. She was in um, one of the Sonic the Hedgehog games what? playing a character. Who's she playing Sonic? What? Uh, hold on. Let me tr- pull it up. She was also in uh, Rockman Zero. Um, nice. All kinds of stuff here. Persona 3, Persona 4, Fantasy Star Online 2, 
Um, where'd it go? Sonic Underground. She played Manic the Hedgehog. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. In the, the Japanese dub. That's great. What? Okay, so wait. So what? Oh, interesting. She also played uh, the Japanese voice of Angelina Jolie in Hackers. No. Yes. Okay, that's amazing because I was going to bring up Hackers in our discussion about this episode. Oh, well, that perfectly dovetails right into this episode. Wow. That's so... Okay, so... Okay, actress's name one more time. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Her name is Megumi Ogata. Megumi Ogata. Okay. Wow. That's that's really interesting that, like, somebody with such a, like, prolific and varied career would st- would still do, uh, like, a... <laughs> Yugi. Now, is she also the voice actress for Yugi in the Japanese dub of... Oh, no. Or did they do a Japanese dub of this version of the show? I don't know. I don't know that I don't, they did. I don't think so. Um, Let me look. Do, 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 do. Oh, no. They did. Yeah. It originally came out uh, in Tokyo. Uh, I would guess. Um, um, let me see. We should probably look this up, though. Yeah. Well, I'm looking right now. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, that's English. Uh, no, this is so, okay. So she is not the voice of Yugi. Okay. Uh, it didn't mention that in her filmography. So yeah. So the, the voice of Yugi in the series that we're watching is, uh, Shunsuke Kazama, uh, who is a, uh, voice actor and, oh, and also a singer. Huh. In the Japanese stuff. In, in the Japanese. Yeah. Um, what else have you been in? So let's see. He's done a bunch of stuff. Um, lots of television. I'm trying to see if there's any titles that I recognize. The Negotiator. Oh, um, animation. Scroll down. Oh, and a oh played Yugi in like oh, just all, all Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh stuff and nothing oh, else. Interesting. Uh, and then he's been in a bunch of like stage productions, uh, which is interesting. All right. Huh. Huh. The more you know. Voice actors, folks, hire them. It's time to did it, did it, did it, discuss the episode. Uh, Jimmy, I did the summary last week. Was yep. that right? Okay, it's your turn to summarize season one, episode nine, Duel with a Ghoul. Yeah, it starts off right at the end of the, the last episode where Yugi is encountering this. Apparently, they dredged up the corpse and reanimated uh, Kaiba and... It's just his vengeful spirit here for card game revenge. And um, so, and he can't believe that this is the same Kaiba, but they start off the duel and he brings out all the same cards that he had been previously using. But then not even like five minutes into the episode, we get this flashback montage sequence that goes for like a full five or six minutes of actual Kaiba, who's spoiler alert, still alive. Yep. He's not dead. Um, he fell off the cliff and then held on by his fingers you in the classic. You fell from the tall tower, you creep. <laughs> and he was just hanging on and crawled back in. And um, then it's a, a whole. How would you describe the music in this segment? I would describe the music as like a mid two thousands Disney Channel original movie training montage. It was extremely that sort of vibe. Like it's a it's a pop song from a third tier boy band yeah it's something you might think was cool in middle school 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's something that I probably had as like a single uh, on my Walkman. Yeah. Anyway, it's all just Kaiba and it's him like going back to his own house, I guess. And um, there's guards out front because his company is being taken over by Pegasus. Mm -hmm. I guess he can't just show up and be like, hey, don't don't do it. No, because they're actively like hunting him down yeah. at the end of the last episode. Yeah. So he he actually like sneaks into his own like mansion yard and then he pulls this chain in his lawn and there's like a secret entrance and which goes down to a secret um like library and then he pulls a secret book which opens a, another secret entrance to a secret lab where it has which has a retinal scanner, all kinds of security and yep. secrecy. So he sits down and the computer starts talking to him. It's very, um, like we, like I mentioned during the show, uh, it's like Plankton talking to his robot computer wife in yes. SpongeBob. Yep. Kind of that same kind of voice, too, that the computer was using. Anyway, he starts uh, hacking into Pegasus's mainframe and um, he brings up this very Jurassic Park kind of VR environment on the computer and tries to find where Yugi is so he can like tilt the odds in his favor so he can keep his company. And then it cuts back to Yugi and, and his duel and he's fighting Kaiba and Kaiba brings out the blue eyes, white dragon. And he's like, wow, there's no way that anyone else could have a blue eyes, white dragon because obviously Kaiba's like beaten up all everyone else who has a blue eyes, white dragon and yeah. stolen their cards. Yep. So it has to be Kaiba, but he's still like questioning it. And um, it just cuts back and forth between these two scenes a bunch. And then, oh, the best part, or perhaps the worst part, I'm still thinking about it. Uh, Kaiba hacks Pegasus's satellite network. Mm -hmm. And he's like trying to hack into the mainframe. And so there's still like this, this building, essentially, this one of Pegasus's um, like computer nodes in it's, it's shown as being like in California somewhere, not Japan, surprisingly. Right. Yeah. It kind of looks like uh yeah, like Southern California, Yeah, LA area. So he takes control of the satellite and crashes it into the building, knocking it out. So then he can have access to Pegasus's computer network. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause the theory is, is like, if he if the satellite is the primary computer network if that goes down pegasus has to revert to the backup computer network which will have less security yeah so how else to take out a satellite but to crash it <laughs> directly into a building yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it took like 10 seconds for him to do that oh yeah to come down from orbit yeah no time at all so it cuts back to yugi versus kaiba mm -hmm. ghost kaiba whatever you want to call it and they're they're dueling and um he finally brings out the blue eyes white dragon earlier and attacks with it and yugi's like oh no is this the end oh first he his all his monsters are getting taken out left and right mm -hmm. so he's got the dark magician left mm -hmm. and he plays hat trick i believe it's uh, called yep. on it mm -hmm. which basically does that ball under a cup thing which kind of swirls it around and there's like five hats and oh which which hat contains the dark magician i think it's magical hats as the name of the card magical hats okay and so 
who knows if it's going to attack because right when the blue eyes white dragon uses his white lightning right at yugi the episode ends yep yeah it literally just like that it ends on yugi being like oh he better not hit the right hat credits to black Uh, and that's the whole episode. That's the whole episode. Yeah, it's a really it's funny cuz it felt like a lot of stuff happened, but I think it was just a lot of like movement and not a lot of substance. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of long shots and like a lot there was a lot of uh Kaiba talking to his computer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of uh in this like musical interlude. Yeah. Uh what was your uh what was your favorite part? Your best. Let's see. My favorite part was the whole cutaway with Kaiba. Um, I felt it that it kind of broke up the monotony of the duel a little bit. And I feel like um, the duel was just an excuse for ghost Kaiba to make a lot of ghost puns. <laughs> yeah. Because they literally <laughs> say, so at some point it cuts to like the guy who had kidnapped Mokuba. <laughs> and he says, Yugi, it's time to duel with the ghoul. And that's the name, name of, the of the episode. Just name dropping the episode right there. <laughs> well, so right before this dude is like cheering on this ghost of Kaiba. He is. He is. He's totally standing for Kaiba, for ghost <laughs> Kaiba. Uh, I, I love that right before that line too, uh, they do. So at the beginning of the episode, they do a recap of the previous episode. Like, cause the last episode, I think it was a lot of like plot heavy stuff. Uh, and at the very end of the recap, it's ghost Kaiba saying to, to Yugi, you don't stand a ghost of a chance. And then the first line that Kima has in the episode is you don't stand a ghost of a chance. <laughs> he's just repeating the same <laughs> dumb ghost puns. He's like, he's like a fangirl. He is. For ghost Kaiba. He is a fan. A, ghost Kaiba's number one fan. He's oh, got like a, a foam finger that says number one on it. He's swinging it around. <laughs> um, my, what was your favorite? My favorite, I think, was Kaiba's computer, uh, who does not get a name in this episode. And I think that that is a crying shame because the computer is the best. Like you said, like she has kind of this. Um, it's almost like a southern lady working at a diner sort of. Accent. Yeah, kind of like the first line is like sneaking into your own house. Now I've seen everything. Uh, and. and you know, kind of like playfully like egging on Kaiba as he's doing all these things. Uh, and she gives like, she's kind of our exposition for this episode because she gives a full recap of like why Yugi needs to win this duel. Because if he doesn't, then Pegasus will be able to say that like a representative of his company beat Yugi. Therefore he can like take control as per the term set by the shadow council. Uh, and it's like, like you said, like most of the episode is this cut back and forth between Kaiba doing his hack and me hacks and the duel. And this whole time, every time you cut back to Kaiba, it's the computer being like, and this is why this, this is important. And oh no, this is what's going wrong. And here's the obstacle that you need to surmount. We should point out that everything on the screen is like this Jurassic Park sort of VR uh, it is. 3D world with like actual castle walls and stuff. And yeah. at some point he like, there's an actual door that he has to break through. That's like guarding it. And he like has this code bomb. That's literally three sticks of TNT. <laughs> and that's why I was going to bring up hackers earlier. Like I mentioned, like it's very, uh, it's very hackers esque in it's like, it's an extremely nineties. This is what 
the future of the internet is going to look like. Yeah, sort of this is what hacking idea. a mainframe looks like. It's actually, oh, it's a picture of dynamite and it's, <laughs> you know, uh, a, a castle and all these things. Um, I liked that part, too, uh, quite a bit. That was very uh, uh, nostalgic for me, I think. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I think the computer was easily my favorite part. It's a Unix system. <laughs> uh, okay, what was your worst? Listen, Kaiba <laughs> brought down a satellite into a major metropolitan area, directly into a building. Yeah. He is a fucking terrorist. He committed an act of terrorism, and we're supposed to think this is a good thing? He deorbited a satellite like, into with, Los Angeles. Like, with no hesitation. With no hesitation. No remorse. Do you know how many, like, not only, like federal but like international laws he's breaking right now right like so many and i assuming for a moment that the satellite didn't just burn up in the atmosphere right and that was the thing that i was going to say is he you see the the satellite in space and they get the orbital data and then he's like okay i'm just gonna ground this satellite here we go boop (laughs) and then what what is it like? Even thirty seconds later, it's ten cr- seconds. It says like that's insane. Impact in ten that's seconds. So fast for yeah. How fast to was the satellite going? Did he? Yeah. Uh, what kind of crazy technology is what this? What kind of kinetic away? impact did it have? <laughs> this level the city? Yeah, that's oh, that's the thing we don't see is like oh man, what's the crater look like? <laughs> um, and do we do we learn what the building was that he throws it into? It was. It looked like it was just a big, almost like a like a ziggurat tower. That's like com- Kaiba's like main computer hub for his company. Oh, so it was one of Kaiba's buildings that he or Pegasus. Pegasus buildings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It did kind of. It kind of looked like. It reminds me of this building uh, in Sacramento, and I am gonna forget who owns the building i think it's u.s bank but it's like a golden ziggurat basically. i think i know the one you, you're talking about yeah uh so very reminiscent of that and i would not be at all sad if somebody threw a satellite into that building <laughs> so long as everyone got out safely uh yeah i don't know i mean i'm gonna assume no lives were lost in the downing of this satellite but that seems kind of weird yeah like it could be just like a server building that's basically autonomous but maybe Kaiba just killed like hundreds and hundreds of people. The world so he can hack a card game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is a kids show. (laughs) Well, okay. Again, it's a kids show, which is why they can't show the thousands of lives lost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What was your worst? God, I'm trying to decide. There was there were some things. Um, I. Hmm. I think my worst was the reactions to Ghost Kaiba uh, because it was either like weird sounds like Joey makes a real weird sound in this episode where it kind of sounds like he's like doing a poo a little <laughs> oh, bit. Yeah, he was like, Ooh! yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that might even be a better sound than what Joey makes in this episode. Um, I feel like the reaction to ghost Kaiba was a lot of, it can't be him. It can't be. But then every time he says something, they're like, Ugh. uh, and it just, it, uh, like it, I can't, 
I can't tell if they are trying to be scared of him or creeped out by him or angry at him or it's just we need to like settle on an emotion to have about this this ghost and like stick with it. Yeah, they keep saying that can't be him for literally the entire episode. Yeah, over and over and over again. And they keep waffling between it can't be him and could it really be him? Yeah, and I think we hit that a little I mean, obviously we should like we should have that in the episode because that is a good question to have, I think, and it's good for a story to have that. But they hit it in such a way that it's like if it is him, they're like kind of grossed out. Like they they don't want it to be him, I think largely because they don't want there to be like a dead body on the other <laughs> side of this. They don't want to be fighting. Oh yeah, a I'm playing zombie. a children's card game with this waterlogged corpse. Yeah, I don't know. Um but I I drowned, Yugi, and I found the rest of your Exodia. Here. <laughs> no, thank you, because that's that was going to be my honorable mention. Worst is it wasn't clear to me before that not all of Zodia was recovered when we've Lunderwood threw it over the, the side of the boat. Because um, in this episode, they're like, oh, Yugi definitely doesn't have Exodia in his deck anymore, so he can't beat the uh, Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. Did, now... Did you? Was it clear to you that he didn't have Exodia anymore? Because I thought that Joey cho- dove in and recovered all the Exodia cards. Yeah, like that was if, that was what it if he like couldn't recover all of Exodia, why did he? Why did they have him jump in in the first place? Right, and like, why was everyone so cool with it when he got back out and was like, "Oh, I recovered the cards." Yeah, like they should have had a line where they're like, "Oh, not all of them. Oh well, I guess," or maybe they did and. I don't know, they, they like moved on so quickly we just didn't notice. They bring out Exodia as like this unstoppable force and then they just never mention him again, barely. Right. Now, again, like I do feel like that's an interesting thing that you can play with in a card show, like the tearing up of the one blue eyes white dragon or throwing cards over the deck. Like they're physical cards that need to be looked after. So like that's an interesting and they're thing. They're like one of a kind. But also, if we're gonna say that he doesn't have this particular card in his deck we should have like not done the thing where the card was recovered yeah there should have at least been a scene where yugi is like oh no my biggest monster is gone i'll have to like reshuffle my deck and get some new cards or something like that yeah but we don't have any of that so like this comes as a surprise as a surprise to me that he doesn't have exodia yeah he's just like oh i lost exodia oh well so, I mean, he's yeah. still going to win anyway. I mean, yeah, because the show is Yu-Gi-Oh! And he's... Yugi. And not Exodia. <laughs> not Exodia. <laughs> the Adventures of Exodia. <laughs> I'd watch and that show. teenage friends. Oh, I would totally watch that show. That'd be so good. Could you imagine this <laughs> giant, like... Muscle man. Muscle man. Like, ancient Egyptian around. monster walking around. I mean, that's kind of the plot of bo 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 Gee, Exodia, what should we do today? Obliterate! <laughs> Exodia, we do that every week. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, and then I guess, and then the episode ended, uh, with the, the magical hats and the lightning going Yeah, real the hat. quick, I felt like. And we're gonna learn whether or not that was the right hat, because if it's the right hat, then Yugi's gonna lose, but there's a the next episode, so I'm gonna guess that it wasn't the right hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, cool thing, though, I was just looking up the, uh, the synopsis for, for this episode, because I put the, the real, like, official synopsis in the post uh-huh. for each episode. Uh, and uh, the Japanese title of this episode is Revival of the Dead, Magical Silk Hat. Which is that, is kind that, of sounds like, like the a plot comma of between those? Or? Uh, it's, there's an exclamation like mark. It's Revival okay. of the Dead, Magical Silk Hat. 
<laughs> it just tacks on magical silk hat at the end. Yeah, kind of. It sounds like kind of like a like a black metal group. Uh, like Godspeed, you. It's like this, a subtitle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Revival of the Dead, magical silk hat, which I think is also the uh, synopsis for Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I see it. Yeah, you know, they put a magical silk hat on Frosty the Snowman, and uh, they revive the uh, uh, spirit of... There must uh, have been some magic in that millennium hat they found. (laughs) Because when they placed it on his head, he began to obliterate. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm just picturing Exodia in a little top hat, like cavorting in the snow. All right, artists who listen to the show, get on that. Please draw some fan Please. art. God, we want some fan art. Um, I think I think that's it for the episode. Uh, if uh, y'all have thoughts about this episode, uh, those of you listening to the show, you can visit us at tyler.games slash yamp or welcome to flavor.town slash yamp. Uh, I still haven't bought a custom domain for this show. I'm still waffling between a couple of different ideas, but we'll have that soon. Uh, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. We have a review. Somebody left us a five-star review, and I'm so stoked for yes, this. Yes, thank you, whoever uh, wrote that. Thank you, anonymous user. I legitimately so can't figure out how to write your name. Uh, it was or Read your name. Uh, it was a, a very, very kind review, uh, and they said that their one complaint about the show was that it wasn't longer. So suck it, Jimmy, <laughs> who said this show shouldn't be longer. Uh, well, our last episode was like almost an hour, so yeah. I hope so, you're having fun, listeners. Uh, yeah, the length of these episodes will be the length of these episodes. I don't know that we'll ever commit to a, a definite length. Uh, but I'm so glad that that you're enjoying and uh, that you like this podcast. So uh, if you like us that much, share us with your friends. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Uh, leave comments on the website. Make fan art of Exodia in a top hat, prancing in the snow, that sort of thing. Um, in the meantime, it's time to uh, 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 end the episode. Uh, and Jimmy, we are going to end the episode with another card of the week. If that's yes. all right with you. All right. I'm going to go to the, uh, the random card generator. This week's card is Odd Eyes Gravity Dragon. <laughs> that sounds like a sick burn that you're using <laughs> on a drone. Look at this Odd Eyes Gravity Dragon. <laughs> it's a uh, dragon slash... It's like slash... an old dragon man whose like, face is drooping. He's like, oh... <laughs> Uh, this is a, uh, a seven-star card. It's a dragon ritual card. Shit, don't don't insult this dragon. Look at his stats. <laughs> it's got 2,800 attack, 2,500 defense, and it says you can ritual summon this card with Odd Eyes Advent. When this card is special summoned, you can return all spell and trap cards your opponent controls to the hand. Your opponent cannot activate cards or effects in response to this effects activation. You can only use this effect of Odd Eyes Gravity Dragon once per turn. Your opponent must pay 500 life points to activate card effects. Damn. Please Google this. I want to see what Odd Eyes Gravity yeah, let's, Dragon let's looks like. Yeah, let's take a look. Okay, let's see here. Odd Eyes. Oh, man. There's all kinds of Odd Eyes Dragons. Yeah, this must be a mechanic <laughs> that I'm not uh, uh, aware of. Odd Eyes. Because when I think of dragons, I wonder what kind of eyes they have. <laughs> Blue Eyes, Red Eyes. Odd Eyes. Odd Eyes. Let's see how odd these eyes oh. are. Those are some odd eyes, I'm going to say. I can't even see his eyes. Yeah. Where's his well, face? It's, it's kind of hard to tell which one is the eye and which one is... Like tails? Like, yeah. It's just kind of a writhing mass of... I think these purple things are Is the that eyes? its face? I think that's its face? No. It's got like, it's like a claw. whole bunch of... I think it's scales. Maybe it's eyes running down its tail. Yeah, zoom in. 
Oh, too far, too far. Is that its eyes? I can't tell where this thing's face is. Is okay, that so its those head? Are its, those are its claws. Yeah. I think I think this is its head. That thing that kind of looks like a tentacle. This looks like a dragon, a werewolf, and a Zales got into a teleporter accident. Yeah, it looks real, like, Cthulhu-esque in a way. Like, it looks like an eldritch horror thing. Uh, is there any other art of it? Uh, let me see, let me see. Uh, I will say the German name is really good. Buntagiger Schwerskraftdrack. Lauren's looking over. I probably said that real bad. Can you come over here and read the German name of this card for me? Oh, I don't know if you want to ask me. I mean, I'm not a native how, German speaker. How would you say that? Buntagiger? Buntergeiger. Approximately. I mean, again, like German makes everything sound pretty badass. Um, I am trying to find other art of this. I just have no idea where its face is. It's impossible to tell. Okay, here's a slightly more high resolution. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's its head there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so the thing that I thought was a tentacle is actually its head. Um, and it has some odd eyes. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's got heterochromia. So one of the it, – it's covered in – for those of you who are too lazy to Google this while we're going on and on about it, uh, it's covered in these, like, purple, almost eye-shaped, like, gems, which I thought like were eyes amulets. at first. But it's got actually very tiny eyes on the end of one of these <laughs> tentacle things. They're super tiny, but one is red and one is blue, and I think those are the odd eyes. So is that its nose, or is that like That's a its mystical onk? A little column A, little column B. It looks kind of like a mystical onk, but I, I think, think that acts head, as its nose. At least. You know, I'm going to say that's close enough because it's got a little claw here and a little claw there. So th- oh, yeah, so those are arms. Arms there, and then these okay. are its feet. Odd Eyes Gravity Dragon. Yeah, so that's card of the week. Odd Eyes Gravity Dragon. Uh, look it up. It's real weird looking. <laughs> uh, anything you want to say before we uh, close out the show, Jimmy? I want to see that thing in the anime. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, I'll have to see if that ever makes an appearance, and we'll, uh, we'll watch that episode. All right. All right, until next week, everybody, stay frosty. I don't know why I said that.